Today on Keep Classical Weird, Dr. Sophia Taggart is back to talk about the strange, creepy, and oddly gory world of Symphony Fantastique. It's funny because these students nowadays, you know, can watch a movie like like Kill Bill Volume 1, right? So much blood, right? And like limbs getting cut off and just all this craziness. And then you tell them about this, you know, piece that was written in like 1830 that talks about a guy getting his head chopped off and they're like, oh my God. Welcome, friends, to episode three of Keep Classical Weird. I am your host, Casey Bozell, and today we're discussing Symphonie Fantastique by Hector Berlioz. It was a game changer in many ways but it does stand out as a unique and pivotal piece in the orchestral world. French composer Hector Berlioz wrote this piece in 1830, not too long after he had finished his work as a music conservatory student. There are two main reasons that this piece is such a standout, and the first is the story behind it. The story that accompanies the musical score involves someone Berlioz simply calls the artist and the artist's love interest. And the full synopsis and motivation for this plot is kind of bonkers, but we'll get to that. The second reason is because there are several components of the symphony that Berlioz championed or even pioneered that set the stage for more modern orchestral works. The first one we're going to talk about is the main theme that pops up again and again throughout the work, and this theme represents the character of the artist's love interest. Berlioz named this theme the Idée Fixe. The E-Day Face is a compositional concept that was actually later picked up by Wagner in his Ring Cycle operas, although he named it a leitmotif. An E-Day Fix or a leitmotif, the idea of playing a particular theme in reference to a character, is still used today. Take a second and think of Darth Vader's theme from Star Wars. Now, I'm pretty sure if I play it on the podcast right now, I'll owe money to someone, so you'll have to sing it to yourself. But that theme is played when Darth Vader is on screen and also when he's referenced or even just thought about by other characters. It's a powerful device that shapes the way we watch stories play out in film or television, and Berlioz really cemented its practical application. Symphony Fantastique is what's known as a programmatic piece. Dr. Taggart can explain. So a programmatic piece just essentially means that the music is depicting a story or a program. So you'll you'll have music that 
um, can use either specific tiny events to represent something that's happening, or it can create a mood that kind of walks you emotionally through a story. So there's there's different ways that that can happen, but essentially you're being walked through a story uh, via music. And would you know what the story is? Would you be given the story ahead of time most of the time? Well, um, it depends on the composer. Uh, but with Berlioz, with this piece, in, in, in fact, he did want the storyline to be in the program to accompany what was going on. At first, he wanted the text to actually be written before each, or be read before each movement. But then it, it just kind of settled to a short description that people could read on their own. The instrumentation of this piece is massive. It calls for a minimum of 90, 90 musicians. And it's grander and longer than traditional symphonies that came before it. A symphonic structure was, up to this point, usually four movements. Berlioz bumped that up to five. So, now let's get into the meat of it. Here's the motivation behind the original composition. Let's talk about the story. First of all, it's his musical reaction to having fallen in love with someone. So, he he fell in love with uh, Harriet Smithson, who was this famous actress, um, famous for playing Ophelia in Hamlet. And um, he just, he he saw her on stage and fell in love with her and was like writing letters to her for several years and, um, and and wrote this piece as, in a way, it's like a love letter to her. It's a very creepy love letter to her, right. but it is a love letter to her. <laughs> he starts out this story of um, this, it, 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 it's a story about an artist who sees a woman and falls in love. That's kind of the first movement. He sees her, he recognizes that he's falling in love and it's, it's beautiful. Oh, woe is me. I'm so lonely. 
I love this woman and she doesn't know I exist. to go ahead and restate that because it's where the story really escalates. Berlioz writes that the artist is so distressed by this obsessive love that he takes opium, imagines that he's killed her, and he's sentenced to death by guillotine. He uses the idée fix in the clarinet to imagine his love one last time. And then you hear the blade of the guillotine slam down and his head plop down and land in the basket below. And then it ends with uh, a witch's dance Sabbath thing where, I don't know, that that's the weird one. That It's just this <laughs> crazy ending where there's these witches and they're, you know, doing all sorts of witchy things and... Um, and then maybe he dies. I don't know. Or like it's a symbolic death or something. I don't know. That last movement, although it was a most performed, I understand it. The fifth movement contains a line that is one of the most quoted series of notes in all of classical music. And it has roots in the church. It's a chant from the Middle Ages known as the Dies Irae, or the Day of Wrath. Berlioz originally wrote the Dies Irae theme for two instruments that are not used in modern-day orchestras. A serpent, which is a wind instrument that does indeed look like a snake, and an ophiclide, which is a brass instrument that looks like a slender version of a tuba. The serpent couldn't play this line very well, so Berlioz amended the part to two ophiclides. In 1835, five years after this piece had been published, the tuba was invented, and modern performances will feature two tuba players along with four bassoon players to create a really terrifying sense of the Day of Judgment. Of course, it's representing the death of the, the artist. 
And when you say the artist, you're talking about the character that Berlioz created to represent himself in the story. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Because that that makes the most sense. That's like the that's like the nineteenth version, nineteenth century version of asking for a friend. <laughs> you know. <laughs> So, whatever happened to those crazy kids, Hector Berlioz and his obsession with Harriet Smithson? Harriet Smithson finally heard the piece and realized that Berlioz was like this great composer, and then they married. The end. Uh, Not really. Yeah. They finally did get married, and then uh, they became very bitter because they were unhappy. Maybe because they didn't really know each other, and they just got (laughs) married. And then... um, and then I think they lived apart. So that's a, a, a very lovely um, um, story. <laughs> so, bo- you know, boy is tortured by girl that he can't have. Uh-huh. So boy takes opium and has a vision in which he kills said girl uh-huh. and is then sentenced to death and then surrounded by witches. Yeah. That seems highly problematic. Yeah, 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 and then to be the woman who that piece was written for, and to think, wow, that's so amazing. He must really love me. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I mean, wow. Thank you so much, Dr. Taggart, for talking to us about the trippy, figuratively and literally trippy Symphony Fantastique. This was incredible. I had a lot of fun, so thank you. And that's our show. Many, many thanks to Dr. Sophia Taggart at Washington State University for joining us. The theme music you're hearing is by the amazing Thomas Barber. Check out more of his stuff at thomasbarber.com. Web development and sometimes emotional support is provided by Tina at citybeautifuldesign.com. Keep Classical Weird is created and edited by me, Casey Bozell. Find us on Facebook and Instagram. For more music appreciation in a bite-sized form, subscribe to my Patreon at patreon.com slash C-A-S-E-Y-B-O-Z-E-L-L. Thanks for listening, everyone. Stay safe and stay weird.